You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. I love today's topic and the guest who is bringing it to us, the struggle to make it happen. We all are wrestling with this in our own way. We bump up against procrastination, lack of confidence sometimes, and definitely overwhelm. You know, as entrepreneurs, we are always asking, how am I supposed to get this all done? with double exclamation points. So here with me today is Jenny Mustafa Julak, or Coach Jenny, as we all call her. She is the coach for humans who have impatient ambition. You know, these are the amazing people who've done great things, but want way more. Uh, And it's just not happening fast enough for them. So she helps people to stop squandering their potential and take immediate action on their next big thing so that they can get farther and faster than they ever thought possible. Make It Happen is also Coach Jenny's membership best name ever. Um, And so she's going to dive in and share some of the unique things that are happening in there that totally break from traditional thinking. This whole conversation is filled with a number of ahas and a lot of fun along the way. So join us because today the long game is making it happen. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business. The actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome to the Long Game Podcast, and I am your host, Sandra Scaiano. Today, we are here with my guest, Jenny Mustafa Julak. Welcome. She goes by the moniker Coach Jenny. We'll make it easy, so we will be referring to her as Coach Jenny going forward. Welcome, Coach Jenny. Thank you so much, Sandra. I'm stoked to be here. Oh my gosh. Like We really should have been recording even like five minutes ago, just because (laughs) it's so fun. So we're going to have a fun time today. We're going to go over a few things. I mean, I mentioned one of the things that we're going to talk about is the concept and the struggle to make it happen, which you know is a double entendre because we all deal with the struggle to make it happen, but it's also the name of your program. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. Would you just give us a little intro? Tell us where you're calling in from and um, a little bit about yourself. Well, today I'm calling in from Birmingham, Alabama, which according to my father-in-law, there is no ham like Birmingham. I don't know what that means, (laughs) but I love it. Um, I am a digital nomad, recently became a digital nomad. And um, so currently I'm hanging out in the spare bedroom of my in-laws, which is kind of fun. And I am the coach for people who have what I call impatient ambition. Amazing people, like all the people that we know, Sandra, who are doing really great things, but they want so much more and it's just not happening fast enough. And I'm the coach to call when you want to help speed that along and make it happen. Awesome. And I know, you know, procrastination, overwhelm, it's something we all deal with. Like that slows all of our progress. And, you know, while I was preparing 
to talk with you. I, I know you, I know what you do. But once you start diving in a little bit more and reading, I was like, she's talking to me. Like I am <laughs> yes. such a, you know, and even as like an achiever and someone who does take action and does things, I'm like, there's still all of that. We can see ourselves in, in some of this, you know, I procrastinate like a hundred percent, but it doesn't stop me. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I could use some of this. Like, let's talk about how procrastination and overwhelm. I mean, those are big subjects for entrepreneurs. They really are. And I, I feel like there's a, a stigma about that because it feels like there's those people who procrastinate and second guess themselves and doubt themselves. You know, the people with the big problems who get nothing done but that's not who I work with. I'm working with people who are doing things. They're ambitious. They're, they're high achievers, like you said. And those things still happen because we want to do really great things. I know that you don't do anything small. We both think <laughs> about like, what's the next big challenge we want to do. We're not always trying to just reinvent the wheel. We want to go bigger. And we'd love that to go faster, if, <laughs> faster and humanly possible without subscribing to that bro hustle culture. Totally. I mean, it's a long game no matter what. And we know that, but there are times where we can, you know, I always say like we, we kind of go in spurts of like, we move ourselves forward and then we pace a bit. And then, you know, it's that idea of push and wane and, you know, that type of idea. So exactly, exactly. Well, you know, Tell us about how the idea of make it happen came about and and that whole that whole idea of that concept like how did you land on that concept as a piece because you know we do avoid things you know fear is an impetus of a lot of things for us and you know I know one of one of the things you say is like oh the the phrase of move through the fear you know that kind of thing like uh, yeah <laughs> totally but <laughs> It's true. I mean, we all have that and have that experience. Absolutely. So, well, you know, every coach out there is telling us to feel the fear and do it anyway, or fake it till we make it. Or uh, I think that's our... why we're friends. Yes. <laughs> it's gross, right? <laughs> They're just saying these cliched things that without a lot of critical thought feel good in the moment, but actually do not help us. They, they, inadvertently can gaslight us into making mm -hmm. us feel like there's something wrong with us that we're scared. And I'm here to say there's nothing wrong with you that you're scared. You're scared of the next big thing because you're human, <laughs> right? Like this uh -huh. is a human thing and you're scared because you're ambitious and it matters to you. If you're not scared, and we all know, we all know that lazy person in our lives, you know, that person that doesn't suffer this at all, <laughs> right? Who <laughs> right, doesn't right. really, not, lazy is not fair, but not terribly ambitious, really cozy and comfortable being cozy and comfortable. That's not us. We are extremely uncomfortable being comfortable. And so when you have that, you're going to be bumping into fears where like, gulp, I am asking for a bigger opportunity, or I'm stepping into a space that is scary, or I'm about to say something on YouTube that is going to piss a lot of people off. And all of these things, those are legitimately scary. And we have to have a way to think through, not just feel through that fear, mm -hmm. but the solution is not to pretend it isn't there or ignore it like all these other freaking coaches are saying. So make it happen came out of this need to like address the fact that the fact that you're feeling fear is a positive thing. It's a good thing and it's legitimate. And it keeps coming back. It's recurring. Like you yes. can be as successful as whatever and you will still have that at some point. 100%. And the other thing that really inspired me to make the Make It Happen membership is that nobody on earth needs me to come up with another how-to. 
Because especially Mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, we have subscribed and bought a gajillion pieces of how to, what I like to call info crack. You know, that addictive information. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. We all have some cyberdust. I just bought one the other day. I was like, it's not that expensive. Yep. And we have (laughs) all the intentions of the world of finishing these things. We get through module one, which is all about your money-making mindset. They always are. And then we get to module two and we're like, I don't know, maybe I'll shop for some more info crack. And so we are walking entrepreneurs with PhDs, multiple PhDs in all things business, all things marketing, all things whatever. But so many of the people I know are just not implementing. So they're Mm -hmm. becoming students of entrepreneurship accidentally more than just entrepreneurs. And they could get so much further faster, which is what they actually want. If they had somebody helping them to make sure the implementation was happening, but it's not happening because they're scared. It's a complete cycle. And so I don't teach you how to do anything and make it happen. I support you in making sure you follow through on your commitments to yourself. Ooh, I like that because... I am an actionable strategist when I work with my clients. Like that's what I say. I'm not a coach. I am about action. I'm going to come in. We're going to talk about it. We're going to decide which way to go. And then we're going to do it. Like that is very much how I work. But again, it's turning that light on yourself always is harder. So it, it is the accountability piece, you know, like accountability, I with my clients or I with the groups that I work with, like that accountability piece helps them because they have me saying, you know, just recently, even um, my one, I do a 90 day small group strategy and it's come, the, the Q1 is coming to close. And like at the, uh, at our last group call, I said, all right, guys, it's about completing one thing. Like a lot of you have completed some things or started many things because we have this 90 day goal and it's never just one thing, right? One thing is a bunch of little things, but analyze where you are and complete one thing, choose one thing to complete because it's important to have that, that finality and that endorphin release celebration when you, you know, can celebrate yourself and your own accomplishments. So, you know, the accountability piece. Well, and it's even more than that. I love the fact that that's baked into what you do because so many people teach something, help you build a wonderful strategy and then go forth, be prosper. Good luck, Godspeed, right? (laughs) And, And that's where ideas go to die because it is safe, completely safe to build a strategy. You are on this side of the starting line. You haven't published anything yet. You're building out this beautiful strategy of all the things that on paper, look like they would be amazing. But sometimes you need help getting past the starting line. And so many of my clients struggle with the starting line because they're not trying to figure out, okay, what's the next thing I want to do? They're trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. What's the Mm. one thing I want to be when I grow up? All of that kind of stuff that we've been just socialized into thinking. I help them break through that so that they can make faster decisions and just experiment with something similar to what you just described. Let's cross one finish line so that we can actually feel good. I don't want to just help people be more productive so that they feel like I got a lot done today. Who cares? I'm all about people with ambition, right? And that ambition means they want to do something that matters. So we're all about doing more, not just getting more done. And you bring up a really good point too, because 
you can get things done, but are they the right things? Like someone can show up to a call. Here's all the things I got done, but what does that mean? Or how important, how, how far does that move you to closer to your goal? You did a bunch of busy work or, you know, those type of things. So it's the right thing doing. Right. It's making sure that you're doing things that are moving the needle towards what you're trying to make happen in the world, not that you're just staying busy. And again, you know, when you come in a job job, you need to stay busy, complete all the tasks, get the good performance review and get the the raise. When you're an entrepreneur, that is not going to just do it. That's not even close to doing it. But it's very easy (laughs) to just get mired in tons of tasks and not feel like you're moving anywhere. One of the questions I ask Make It Happen members all the time is what opportunities are you actively seeking? That language is very specific. Whole lot of people are hoping (laughs) for opportunities. They might even be strategizing and mind mapping a great idea, Mm -hmm. right, of an opportunity that they would like to have. But actively seeking means I'm actively asking for them. And that's where the fear comes in, right? I want to do a TED Talk. I'm not scared. I am ready to pitch for a TED Talk. I'm terrified, right? It's a very different situation. And so helping people through the fears and and all of those experiences without gaslighting them, without making them feel bad, without telling them you have limiting beliefs and other BS Mm -hmm. like that is really what my work is about. Well, it's so interesting because there is a lot of talk about all of those other pieces, the limiting beliefs, the all of the let's say, therapeutic items that come up, the mindset items. Like, you know, I always say, I'm not a coach. I'm not a therapist. I am a strategist. Like, all of those things happen. And and ultimately, we have to deal with them because the people who we work with deal with them. But I am not, you know, I don't point it out. I don't, I say, and I think this is where it comes in being actionable, is that it's about the task. Yeah. Well, and I think this is why we're a perfect complement to each other. You don't need to be a coach, right? Like you get to be the strategist. I am not a strategist. I'm not going to help you figure out the what, right? Mm -hmm. There are geniuses everywhere, including yourself, who help figure out the what that you want to create. You even help them figure out the how. Right. I help them actually follow through with that. And that's really the key. I feel like that's the major key missing in a lot of programs, which annoy a lot of strategists of like, I'm not your coach, figure it out. I told you what to do. What are you doing? That's why I really inserted myself into this process. I love how specific that is too, because people are always searching or taking programs or doing those things. But this is the piece when you've done all those or you have those ideas and then to how to implement, how to, how to, follow through with all of that. Yeah. I guess this ties into everything that we were just talking about of people like, you know, avoiding the finish line. So, you know, that's a whole mindset piece too, where they think I'm safe where I am. Is this what they're thinking? I'm safe where I am. And then if I go to the finish line, I'm now in a new realm. Yeah. There's this, this shit just got real moment that we talk about a lot because there's a very big difference between like, okay, I'm going to start my own podcast. And I've recorded five episodes. I've even picked out the art. I've named it. It's so pretty. It's so great. And now I'm trying to learn how to put that into an RSS feed. This shit just got real. There's all kinds of aspects of this of like my high school boyfriend that I broke up with in 12th grade is going to see this. I don't good. I'm not good at this. Right. Like like, this. All that stuff. All the insufficiencies. Right. 
It wasn't there for the most part until you get to that this shit just got real moment. And now that it's very real, we need to get you over those over those steps. And what we do in Make It Happen is make sure that we practice fun, lots of, I infuse a lot of humor in my work, ways to get past that so that you can move a little bit faster, make quicker decisions, recognize how far you've come and that you're not starting from scratch and really build some momentum. I think that's an important piece too, the giving yourself credit. And you really infuse that into your work as well. Like, you know, I, I, uh, this is where one of the things I saw myself in, I'm like, oh, I just keep trucking along. I'm like, oh, I just did that. I'll tell two people. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that I don't broadcast, make big, all of those things. Maybe I should, who knows, right? Who's right or wrong, but the give yourself credit is an important piece. It's pretty massive. If if nobody learns anything from me, this is the thing I want I'm people in. to learn. Oh my gosh. So here's the thing. Every coach and Oprah fan and everybody in the world knows about the gratitude journaling. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking away your gratitude journal. Don't get afraid of me, okay? I'm I think it's lovely, but it's external. Aside of I'm grateful for my health, for the most part, I'm grateful for the sun. I'm grateful for these relationships. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for all these things I have access to external to me. And so we practice gratitude because it feels yummy and gooey and all those things. And I'm sure it's lovely. I find it kind of boring, but that's just my opinion. But what we don't practice is actually giving ourselves credit and collecting what I call proof of your brilliance. So think about it. When you're about to do something, we do this thing I call puddle jumping. And that's what you were just describing. Puddle jumping is my like quick shorthand for this entire thing. When you're about to do something that matters, big, never done it before right? It feels like you're about to cross an ocean. You can't even see the other side. It's fraught with unknowns and dangers and sharks and who knows what. But after you've done it, because you're you, right? You look over your shoulder and trivialize the entire experience as though you just hopped over a little puddle. I call that whole thing puddle jumping. And so what that does, if you're puddle jumping Mm. on the regular, that means that all of the things that you've already accomplished, you're not pulling out the confidence you earned from those experiences to apply to the next thing. And if you're puddle jumping every time you're about to do something new, you like maximize it and you like blow it up and magnify this experience because you're trivializing all of the things that you've done before. Does that speak to you, Sandra? Oh my gosh, totally. Like I just went back in my mind to my childhood on this one. Like you just took me back, Jenny, just because like (laughs) where it comes, like I was like, where does that come from? And it comes from having to be self-sufficient at a younger age, you know, where not to say that my parents weren't around and saying, oh, you did so good. But like, I didn't have a wedding because I was like, it's just kind of a pain in the ass for my family. So like, let's go down to city hall. Seriously was my approach of like, I'll get married, but I'll do it this way. Right. Yeah. You know, so that is something that I puddle jump a lot, you know, and I have big aspirations and I achieve them and then I puddle jump them. And so because we're always looking at the next thing as impossible when we have a habit of puddle jumping. And that's all it is. It's a habit because we were also taught don't brag. Were you taught not to brag? It's unladylike to brag. You should not brag. You're being very braggy. And so, I I mean, there's a lot of people in our space that were not taught that and they could turn the volume down, but we were all taught that that's a bad thing to do. And so we unfortunately don't even brag to ourselves. So if I could do anything in this world to change everything in the coaching industry, it would be to add to the gratitude journaling to also give yourself credit. Like, what did you do this week? 
that matter to you? What finish lines did you cross last month that moved the needle towards something? What is something you survived and got through that you learned a ton and built some confidence and resilience up? How can we capture that and recognize that that is actually punctuating your personal development? That is experience and proof, not airy-fairy affirmations that you pulled off of Instagram, but actual (laughs) proof of things that you've done that build you up and set you up for more success moving forward. Yeah. And I think about it as there's the internal piece, like you've got to celebrate within yourself. I think I do that. I'm good with that piece, but it's the external piece too, where it's like, well, you've got to sometimes take the next step and say, Hey, it's this, it's my whatever, or I landed that. And you know, you need to to put that out externally as well as a celebration. A hundred percent. I mean, the only place this kind of comes up in the marketing speak is social proof, right? Like we're good with the testimonials-ish. Right, right. But I've seen a lot of my clients like freak out about putting, like she said this really nice thing, but I don't know if I should put that on my website. Have you had this, right? Like I feel really funny about this, but then we all know that social proof is so powerful, because we are not good at tooting our own horn. We've been taught that's yep. not nice. That's not polite. But we have to in order to, one, show that we feel really confident and we have a command over what we do for a living in order for people to have the confidence in us to hire us, but also to make sure that we're celebrating how far we've come so that we have the confidence to keep going. And you will never know like you're clients will know, you know, you will never think of all the things, you know, I, I I talk with my clients about it. I'm like, I would have never thought to say that. And your person in this testimonial said that, you know, like you won't be able to think of all the experiences that you create for your audience. Right. You're too close to it. You're way too close to it. You know, one of the things that if you really struggle to give yourself credit is ask for feedback once in a while from people who already love you or ask your best clients for like, Hey, can you give me a fresh testimonial? I've seen so Mm. many people do this thing where they'll be like, well, she wrote me a testimonial in 2018. I'm still using it on my Instagram, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) totally. If you're still working with her, or if you worked with her again, or she's getting more value out of the work you did before, ask for a fresh testimonial, ask to interview her. It is going to fill your bucket so much more than a gratitude journal. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah. And we don't even think to go back to people, really. Like that's just an easy, like, let's go back to the people that we're continuing to work with or, you know, that still have an influence. I mean, I've done websites for people six years ago. They're still using, I'm like, okay, there is value in the fact that the website has not had to be updated. Oh my God, that's massive value. And again, to be able to give yourself that credit, like you just did. Well, here's a client I worked with six years ago who hasn't had to update that website when every other website builder has to update every Tuesday, just not on Wednesday, right? Right, And you have this piece of credit of like, that's the kind of work I did six years ago and I've only gotten better. Right, totally, totally. How does that set you up versus puddle jumping and saying, what's the next thing, what's the next thing, what's the next thing? Totally, but I think it's also part of our, you know, our culture that pumps that into us. Like, what are you going to do? How are you getting to six figures? Are you having 10K months? Like in this environment, there is all of that influence that it's almost like the bad TV that you have to kind of be like, pew, pew, you know, uh, fight off a little bit. I totally agree. And there's a ton of influence over what we should want. It's another major thing that we talk about a lot in my community is 
everybody's trying to figure out what they should want. They should want $10,000 months or six figures. I, I don't know why these round numbers are so inspiring to people, but they seem to be. They're marketable. They hook you in, I, I, I guess. I don't know. But there's so many of these things you should want, right? One of the big things that I know you and I are in a community together that people really battle around is I should want to write a book. Oh, yeah. Not everybody should want to write a book. There are people who do and people who don't. It is not a requirement of being a great person, right? It's not a requirement. Right, right. That was never on my list. Um, Yeah, you know. Right, it's never on your list. But have you been pressured to write a book? Do you, have I you recently had a thought. I said it here on the podcast. I'm like, I never wanted to write a book. And now I'm like, maybe I should write a book. Yes. And so, <laughs> I <am> easily influenced. <laughs> totally. And it's understandable because we just want to make sure we're getting our message out there and helping as many humans yeah. as we can. It comes from a good place. But we have to be able to discern, is this a want or a should? Every coach mm-hmm. talks about that. But there's also the insidious could. Is this something I just could do? And I always make the joke that I could make a living as a dishwasher because I'm really good at washing dishes. I choose not to. When I say that, that makes sense. But I could also say I could be a podcaster. Yes, but I don't want to. And being able to separate coulds and wants is really challenging. That is where we slow ourselves down as entrepreneurs because we are dabbling in 16 things that we could do not actually selecting one or two things that we want to do. And with all of the choices of the things we could do, that's where we can really get stuck. Coulds are insidious that way. Oh my gosh. And you know, I think it comes down to vision. Like what's your vision? What do you want out of your life? When you said that, it reminded me of this story that we were just reminiscing about recently after I had lost my job. And um, I, so I lost my job. I was nine months pregnant, lost my job on a Friday, went into labor on a Monday, had a baby. So I was like, okay, now what is going to happen, right? Incredible. So uh, it was a little crazy, right? So I was like, what am I going to do and figuring it out? And my husband was like, you should be a children's birthday party magician. They make a ton of cash. Like every, you do three parties on a Saturday, 500 bucks each. And you're, and I was like, I, I mean, I would literally be like, but I don't want to be a magician. Like, I, mean, like, I was like, he's like, it's so good. You only have to work on the weekend. And you know, and I was like, I don't fucking want to do that. Yes. <laughs> Never ever said I wanted to be a magician. Like, and he's like, you should just do kids birthday parties. You'd be really good. And I was like, what? I hate kids. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't want to do that. So, you know, it really is the, what I could have done and made a cash business. And it was before I sat down and learned how to code and did all of this stuff. It was like, yes, I could have done that, but I wanted something different and I stuck to it. And it took me a long time to build it, but like now I'm just continuing in this direction. So it's about having a vision for yourself. What do you want? Like, and that is the soul searching stuff. Like nobody can tell you what you want. No, but it's very difficult to do that by yourself. And this is what's magical about, in my opinion, group coaching. I think group coaching is magical because one-on-one, and this is such a third rail thing for me to say, but I am a better group coach than a one-on-one coach. I think most people are the other way around. They do one-on-one coaching really, really well. And they're like, let's put them in a group. What do we do with these people? Right. (laughs) I'm better at the group thing, but um, I'm also good at the one-on-one thing, but whatever. Right. Call (laughs) me if you want one-on-one. I'll Giving myself credit, not puddle jumping, being (laughs) clear. But for the group coaching, there's this experience that is, I call coaching by proxy. 
that is really powerful. If I'm talking to one of my clients and saying, so this is what I'm hearing that sounds like a could, somebody else is writing down all kinds of thoughts, but not on the hot seat. And they Mm -hmm. can experience the same concept to be applying it to them, have massive ahas, because they're not trying to figure out the next thing to say to me, right? And it's really interesting to watch how, like, I'll finish up talking to Desiree and Dana will raise her hand and say, I got to say something. This just came up for me or whatever it is. It's really powerful to see how those things kind of come together. And um, coaching by proxy means you're not alone. There's something so magical about, oh my God, thank you for saying this. I, I thought I was crazy. You're not crazy. Look, everybody raise your hand. Who around this room has felt that? Instantly, it kind of takes all of the fire out of that stressor, anxiety, and you feel like, oh, wait, I'm normal. This is a good thing. Now what can I do about it? Versus sitting in it by yourself trying to figure out what is my vision? What do I want? That's exhausting and it takes a lot longer. I agree with you about group coaching. I'm a fan of it. I go through it myself. And I feel like you learn from other industries and other people's what they've done. So just because someone does that in one industry doesn't mean you can't pull that idea. And it clicks for you when someone else is saying, hey, I'm trying this approach. And then you're kind of workshopping it out with them. I have the aha of, oh my gosh, I could do it. But for my business, I'd apply it this way. That's a really good idea. Like I feel like that helps you solve your own issues that you're I'm stagnant. I'm, or what am I going to do? And honestly, like I write them all down. I can't even do them all because there's only so many, right? <laughs> right. Because then it becomes a, a sea of coulds that we have to pick the ones, um, which is always tricky. And oh, here you go, bringing us right back. Right. We got to make sure schedule. that we, right. but it is good to get all of those coulds. And you're getting those not on the sales pages of a bunch of info crack, but right. in a community of people who get it, in a community of people who get you. So I want to talk about your Make It Happen membership. A lot of my listeners have courses and memberships, so we love to dive into and get different ideas about what's happening, what are people doing inside their memberships. And I do know of one super cool, unique thing that you do, if I may reveal. Please. It's called your Monday Morning Moxie. Like, Tell us about this and how it works and I already know why people love it, but you tell. Yeah, it's fascinating (laughs) to me. So quick backstory. When I was building out Make It Happen, I thought, how could I do this in a way that, you know, meets with my new nomadic lifestyle, living on the road in an Airstream, but also gives people what they need. They want to get further faster. So not every session needs to be an hour. Yes. And that's insane, right? Like, it, I feel so dumb. It took me 15 I've never years heard of it, right? Yeah. To do that. So the first thing is it's 15 minutes long. 15 minutes, Monday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. Pacific. And the second thing is that it's also disruptive in that each week, I'm throwing out a challenge of a way to change your life for seven days. Because I think like Mm. all of these life-changing ideas that we throw around is like, okay, never worry about what anybody thinks about you for the rest of time. That's impossible. That's not a thing. (laughs) It's such a Herculean movement. (laughs) And every time we get a piece of self-help or a piece of just new perspective on productivity or making decisions or something like that, it's lobbed at us as though it's something that we should adopt forever, which is impossible. So what I invite people to do is experiment with it for seven days and see if they like it. Some of them will be like, this was the thing that changed everything. And some people are like, meh, day three, I was over it. But guess what? There's a new moxie on Monday. Because not everything is going to help everybody. So for example, this week, 
I borrowed some genius from a TED Talk I listened to about the concept of FOBO. The guy who came up with FOMO, the fear of missing out, came up with FOBO, the fear of better options. We can have a really great 15-minute discussion about who's got FOBO. Let's talk about that. This week, I would like you to challenge your thinking and say, okay, I'm going to practice breaking the habit of being afraid of better options. And boom, seven-day experiment. So the Monday Morning Moxie was this really cool idea of taking, how do we do a coaching session in the time it takes to make a good cup of coffee? (laughs) You know, like how can we like get that over with? The other thing that um, I think your listeners will enjoy is I wanted to create a community without a forum. Yeah, I want to talk about this because there is no Facebook group. Let's talk about that. No. So up until this, every program of mine had a Facebook group. And in the FAQs, I don't know when I wrote this, but in the FAQs of every website I had would say, and it has a Facebook group because it's a Coach Jenny experience. And all Coach Jenny experiences come with a Facebook group. I had and never, that's what I do every I time. I never <laughs> questioned that. Like when Facebook groups became a thing, I thought, this is the greatest thing ever. And then it wasn't anymore. And I had never questioned it. So I decided if you are in a community (laughs) called Make It Happen to help you get further faster and implement, do you really need sidelines, right? There are no sidelines in making it happen. This is not a community where you're coming in to support each other and say, yay, and post a bunch of memes and all the stuff that happens in those kinds of groups. I'm not saying that's completely without value and merit, but it doesn't make sense for this particular community. So I took that out. Our community calls are all live. Then they're recorded in case you missed it because you have lives. And then they're put into a library that you can enjoy. Beyond that, you can text me or Voxer me instead of me posting in a Facebook group. And here's the valuable part of that that surprised me. All of the people that whined and complained, where's the Facebook group going to be, are the ones who really needed that performative space look at me, I did this, or Mm -hmm. I'm struggling, give me lots of attention, all of the performative stuff that we see in Facebook groups, right? The people that rarely ever participate in my Facebook group reach out to me a lot because they don't want a whole bunch of people, right? Right, right. And so it became this really interesting disruption. I now have all of that time back that I would have spent trying to figure out what's the pithy question I'm going to ask this week to get people thinking in it. I'll put that into a moxie and move on. Nice. And, you know, all right. So a few thoughts. Let's go back. Number one, you're just breaking systems down or systemic thought. Like we must meet for an hour because an hour is value. Like that's how we have been trained to build out our programs. You get an hour call once a week, right? So you may still do that hour call. But in addition, you've got this 15 minute hop on, connect, see who's there. You see By each far the, more pop, the most popular session I have is a 15 minute one. Who would think? Of course. Right. So amazing. Amazing. And it's such a cool way to deliver value without you extending yourself like, oh, I'm doing two calls a week. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm doing a 15 minute call yep. where I just have something prepared and kind of talk to talk about it. Super cool, breaking it down. And the same with the Facebook group approach, like not having that. We all feel like that's the only way to build community. And it's not. It's laborious. There's really good things that happen. And I'm in some communities where I really appreciate what goes on in there. Me too. And even whether they're off of Facebook, those communities. But there are other ways to build community. So give me one thing. I know some things that you do, but give me one thing that you do then for community building. Like, is that 
even though it's not about rah-rah, but like, we're all in here and we're all on this journey together. So like- Absolutely. I mean, one of the other sessions we have, which is a 30-minute session, we do Thursday afternoons, is called the Make It Happen Power Hour. And that session really is a co-working session. We don't even record it because it'd be very boring. I, or, I oh, yeah. run a timer, <laughs> right? It's the same thing each week. But what we're doing is we're using my process for setting you setting yourself up for success next week, right? And making sure that we're taking, here's what I'm trying to make happen in the world. But what does that look like next week, right? And what is it? what are all the other things that we're going to do eventually, right? Like, and we, So I'm over I love that. It. Multiple touch points to reach your exactly. goal, not just the one and done and get lost in some other shit. Yes, because you need a mix of inspiration and you need a mix of deep dive coaching, which we also have, but you also need a mix of like, but when am I going to get this stuff done? And that kind of support. And people can drop in and drop out to whichever of the pieces they need at that given moment. And that's really powerful. I think it's so important that they have that coaching by proxy opportunity, but they also have time to get in and out and get a challenge for the week that gets their week started in a really profound way. And then Thursday afternoons, we're planning next week so we can go into our weekends with that already done. We're not thinking about all the things that we need to do on Sunday night, you know, starting the day. And a lot of us, right or wrong or whatever anybody's opinion of it is, do stuff on the weekends. I'm a weekend person. Like I'm always like, okay, I love having my cup of tea, sitting with my laptop and I write out what my solo episodes are going to be. Like I'm writing on the weekends or, you know, and I have, I'm going hatchet throwing this weekend. I got the kids, you know, softball. I got like all the stuff, but in the morning I'm sitting, I'm writing. And like, that is my time because I don't have emails to watch. I don't have boxers coming in from clients. I don't, you know, there's boundaries that are not, you know, uh, crossed for me to think and do on a weekend. So, but to answer your question about the community, the make it happen power hour is, I, I didn't expect that to be a community builder, but it so is because one of the steps I take is to give yourself credit. Nobody's surprised here, right? So we give ourselves credit. Each of us take a turn and we all celebrate how far, like something we've done the week prior, right? And then we make commitments and we share that commitment. And what's happening is people are now, we know at least one thing that feels like a significant finish line that somebody's ready to cross in the upcoming week. And we feel soul stitched to each other. So we're not meeting in a Facebook group somewhere to cheer each other on with a meme or a you mm-hmm. know, cute little firework, but we do meet each week and we're like, oh my God, I watched your I watched your video. I, I checked out your podcast, or I saw that you did this thing. Congratulations on this! It's so exciting, and then you you get to be among people who are doing these weird things that we're doing, and get it, understand how significant it is that I hit publish on my first reel or whatever the thing is. That creates what I think is much more tangible community and connections with each other. Awesome, and I love how that forces people to break things down into steps because it might not be publishing the reel this week. It might be brainstorming 10 reels so that I can publish one and then batch it. You know, like it, it, it supports the process of how you move through projects. Like I'm not going to say I'm going to launch a podcast this week. Like that's unheard of, right? You have 10 steps to do so you can break it down. Great example. In those steps. It's a great example because I don't want us to have a bunch of tasks that we're crossing off and we feel productive. I right. want us to feel accomplished and there's a massive difference. And so at the part of this process is to make sure that however you map it into your calendar system or notion or whatever tool you use, I'm not dictating that because who am I? 
What I am dictating is that you're writing these things down as finish lines that you're crossing that feel significant to you in some way. There's a big difference between checking off, I did a thing in Trello, and I crossed a freaking finish line. And that's really what our work is all about. Love it. And listen, tell everybody how they can start crossing finish lines with you. What have you got going on? How can they get in to make it happen? Of course, we're going to have everything in the show notes for you, but let us know. If you're picking up what I'm putting down and you're like, okay, I like this crazy broad, (laughs) then the first place to start is I would have you go and download the Tackle Your Fears worksheet. It's tackleyourfears.com. That's pretty basic, right? Go to Tackle Your Fears and it's going to talk you through and show you one of my signature ways to think through instead of just feeling through your fears. That's good. And I I just want to say, interrupt you on that because I have it and was looking at it and it's so important. I love the distinctions that you're making in words because you're really challenging us to look at things differently. It's thinking, not feeling. It's accomplishing, not doing. You know, you're really challenging the use and the the specificities of words. Thank you. I'm a nerd about semantics and they matter. I love they it. matter. <laughs> I totally am picking does. up what you're putting down, girl. Yes. <laughs> uh, that is a great place to start because if you look at that, you're like, oh my gosh, this gave me a new way to think think through things and do things and move faster, then you're going to enjoy the rest of what I have. And once you're on that email list, I'll invite you to some of my workshops. I have a workshop called Just Start, which is about getting you over the starting line. If you keep thinking, well, what else could I do? What else do I want? I have another thing called Make What Happen. Because yeah, make it happen sounds really appealing, but what am I making it happen? So I can help you through that. So I have some free workshops that I'll invite you to along the way. And then invite you to join our Make It Happen community, which is an intentionally inexpensive community to be a complement to every program and every piece of info crack collecting cyber dust, cyber dust on your computer right now. I've got your back. But, you know, that's a great point, too, because you can do this in parallel with other things that you're doing because there just isn't that in those other programs. You can take that knowledge, those tasks that those people are giving you and say, how do I implement them? How do I really get them done for myself? Exactly. And it was designed with that in mind. It really is. And it's not just about like entrepreneurial things. It's also personal things, you know, like maybe you signed up for a couch to 5k program, but you're not getting off that couch, you know, like mm-hmm. here are some tools to help you think through and work through and a community of people who are going to cheer you on every step of the way, including me. Awesome. I, I can't thank you enough for being here. I so enjoyed our conversation and um, come back. Oh my gosh, I would love to. The pleasure's all mine. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.